This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. In this week's edition of This Bites, we got a lot to cover, including an event happening at Sherman Park Grocery Store celebrating National Pound Cake Day. We also got news about Saffron. They have a new menu. And uh, we're going to talk about some food-related films that playing at South by Southwest coming soon. And uh, we're going to close out with a great story in New York Times. They finally are catching on to sake. But we're going to start it off with the new issue of Milwaukee Magazine, Ann. 25 best restaurants. Why not 24? Why 25? Why, why not 26? 25 is just such a great number. <laughs> and it's, it's just such a solid number. And all seriously, uh, joking aside, how would you pick these top 25 restaurants? I mean, the methodology is essentially, it's going to restaurants. It's tasting. It's experiencing. So let's highlight some of them. At least three. Three of their picks. Okay, sure. How about the one on the cover, which is Kalu Kenzo? Oh, you love that one. I know you love I that place. I do. It's a pasta place on around 60th and North. And they just really knock it out of the park all the time. I really like what they do. Homemade pasta. So pasta is made by hand with, you know, different, very interesting sauces. Sometimes the pastas themselves are really unusual and different things that you won't see every day, like spaghetti. You know what I mean? And the focaccia is amazing. They usually have some kind of entree that's excellent, whether it's swordfish or, you know, some kind of meat dish. It just really across the board, really great. And the service is always really solid. Like you can tell that the people that work there really feel invested. They feel like they, I don't know, they, I, I, it feels like they really care about the restaurant and about the diner. So that would be one of them. I also have, you know, La Dama. I got to tell you, La Dama. I love that place. So La Dama is the Mexican restaurant that took over the old Crazy Water. And that's down on 2nd Street in Walker's Point. The longtime chef from Crazy Water, um, Emmanuel Corona, it's his menu. He's from Mexico City and grew up in different parts of Mexico and really brings a unique look at Mexico through this menu. A lot of things on there that you're not going to see elsewhere um, and kind of elegant too. We actually have a, a full page photo in the magazine of his lamb shack birria, which is just an outstanding dish. It's actually served with, or in this case, after this photo shoot with a flight of tequila and mezcal. I, I, that sounds like it would be right up your alley. <laughs> I really got to mention the diplomat too. You know, we've talked a lot about that restaurant because owner Dane Baldwin won a James Beard last year, but he's just, you know, it's a really, um, it's, there's something really homey and just comfortable about being in that space. The food is, is kind of interesting because it's, it's sort of a mix of smaller shareable items. And then they'll have these really big, maybe a couple different entrees that are really big that you you definitely want to share with another person. Like they have this whole like chicken dinner that they do. Mm-hmm. You know, I really love the diplomat. But, you know, these are just three of 25. Okay. Plus, I also did a roundup of places that I really like that have opened in the last year or so. And I also did kind of a chart of our best, of many best new restaurants. That's really cool. You can check out this top 25 best restaurants in the latest issue of Milwaukee Magazine on newsstands now. 
Coming up on uh, This Bites, we're going to talk about uh, National Pound Cake Day. You're celebrating at Sherman Park Grocery Store. Got a little history lesson for you about that. Yeah. And I'm very talk- curious about that history lesson, Tree, because I don't know a lot about pound cake, but I love yeah. it. And then we'll also talk about the new menu at Saffron. That's all coming up on This Bites. We'll be right back. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. We're back on This Bites, Milwaukee's longest culinary podcast with Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and me, Tariq Moody of Radio Milwaukee. Meeting on the street, yes. which is uh, no longer at 1125, but be able to get them somewhere special. And where's that, Ann? So Meet on the Street is going to open um, very, very soon at the Milwaukee Public Museum, which seems like a really interesting and kind of unexpected development for them. What is also interesting about them, and just to kind of backtrack a moment, Meet on the Street started as a food truck back in 2014, specializing in Filipino cuisine. And then they opened at 1125 in 2016. And they've continued to run their food trucks and have a catering business. So they do a lot of different things. And this new location, they haven't announced the exact date when it's opening, but I heard like early March. So that's like almost now. And they're going to be running the cafe and the kiosk there. So the cafe is going to have some of their Filipino dishes, but not That's not going to be the full menu there. They're also going to have American things like hot dogs and and burgers. They're going to have some Mexican dishes as well, like taquitos and burritos, things of that nature. And then the kiosk is going to have different beverages, coffee, Filipino drinks, and grab-and-go breakfast items. So this is a really interesting branching out for meat on the street. I think it's going to be really cool. A little side note, because everybody's probably thinking, oh, I have to pay admission to the museum to go to the restaurant. No, you don't. You can go to their restaurant anytime and not have not pay admission. It's it's open to the public. It will be open to the public. Well deserved to the duo, Alex and Matt Alfaro of Meet on the Streets over at Milwaukee Public Museum sometime this month. Next, uh, you're familiar with the Sherman Park grocery store, Anne? Uh, Yeah. 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 You should do a story because you know it's the first African-owned grocery store in the state of Wisconsin, right? I think that's really cool. And I have yeah. not been over there. It's on my list, though. This weekend, tomorrow, they're hosting National Pound Cake Day. And it'll feature cakes from Pound for Pound Cakes by Nesha. Uh, 2.30 to 5 p.m. Uh, Sherman Park Grocery Store located at 4315 West Fond du Lac Avenue. You're probably curious, why Pound Cake Day? What the deal? Like... It's been really a fixture in black communities, black families, especially in the South. Like my grandma made pound cakes and passed down the recipe to my mom, like essential dessert in our household, pound cakes. And it's been an essential dessert in a lot of black family households. And the history is kind of vague on why that happened. In 1881, the first known cookbook written by African-American Abby Fisher in a book called What Mrs. Fisher Knows About Old Southern Cooking she was a slave, born a slave, and found her way to San Francisco after the Civil War. 
and created a life uh, business manufacturing pickles, preserves, and brandies. In the book, she published two pound cake recipes. And so, as, as you see, it goes way back. So just to give you a little tidbit there. So National Pound Cake Day, you, Sherman Park, you can pick up a full pound cake, half size. And I've checked it out, Pound for Pound Cakes by Nesha. Some natural flavors are the lemon pound cake, which is very popular. My mom makes lemon pound cake. They have a sour cream pound cake, mini pound cakes. She also offers other types of cakes as well, like German chocolate cakes and stuff. And she has to sing pineapple cut cakes as well. That's great. Are you going to go? Probably. Yeah, I think I will. Cool. Next, Third Ward Safra, which I've been there. Uh, you've been there. Really great upscale Indian cuisine. They, uh, Urban Milwaukee reported they have a new menu. They debuted uh, February 28th. They have uh, things like Chilean sea bass, bone-in chicken, vegetarian dishes. Uh, but they're doing with the uh, experiment with different flavors and more importantly, presentations. So they're using technology and, and plating methods to uh, for guests to interact with food. For example, they have a Pani Puri sampler, the classic Indian street food with a selection of puri, which is flavored water, presented in test tubes. And Patil, the head chef, traveled to India, collaborated with local vendors designing the glass tubes. So they went all out there with this whole new menu. So it's not just dishes. It's the presentation. It's the technology. Really kind of cool stuff. They even have some new cocktails with edible clouds. Wow. Helium-infused foam is used as an aromatic garnish but will float right up to the ceiling if released, apparently, according to the story here in Milwaukee. <laughs> Sounds like wow. a lot of fun. There's uh, nine small plates, including truffle and goat cheese kulcha, duck seek kebabs with chutney, apricot gel, chili, and layered paratha. They even have a bow. I saw pictures of the bow on their Facebook. Stuff with soft-shell crab. Man, I am such a soft-shell crab. Oh, me too. Junkie. But anyway, they had slaw, sriracha aioli, they even have some uh, entrees I mentioned before, the aforementioned Chilean sea bass, green apple caviar, green mango, very tropical fruity flavors, uh -huh. coconut, served over lemon rice, and they have a bone-in goat stew. Oh, God, I love goat. So yeah. a lot of really bold flavors going on in this new menu at Saffron. Really, You are all over this menu, Tariq. I think yeah, it's, it's like, it sounds fun. I love when people have fun with their food, you know? Yeah. And I forgot they have some tandoori options as well. They have oak smoked lamb chops with saffron and spiced salmon with basil and cilantro pesto. That can go on and on and on and on. You really could, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, South by Southwest is uh, happening soon. And over on uh, Eater for Austin, eater.com, Austin's Eater site, they highlighted some of the food-related films going to be at South by Southwest. I'm hoping Milwaukee Film will pick up some of the ones I was looking forward to. One is called Flamin' Hot. Are you a big fan of, of Flamin' Hot Cheetos and Flamin' Hot Snacks? No, no. Flamin' Hot is a documentary about the person behind who invented the whole Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Richard Montañez, a Mexican-American man who claimed to have invented Flamin' Hot Cheetos for Frito-Lay, follows him in his journey of inventing this, which is kind of interesting. And then there's another one called Food and Country, directed by Laura Gabbert. Food and Country follows uh, esteemed food writer and critic Ruth Rachel, as she oh, talks yeah. to farmers, fishermen, chefs, restaurateurs across America during the beginning of the pandemic. And it kind of packs how COVID-19 impacted these, these folks across the country. Yeah. And it shows the growing divide and how culture and food intersects with it all. So that looks like a really interesting documentary. Finally, 
you know, Milwaukee Magazine could have done this, but New York Times did it. Right. You missed the boat. I so know. New York Times did a whole feature on sake called Sake is Booming. Not to disrespect wine, but I think uh, sake needs its time in the light here in Milwaukee. Uh, the flavors and the types are so beautiful and delicate and bold and unique. And the breweries in Japan date back over four, some four or five, 600 years. And then the article kind of even highlights some of the stuff going on in America. There's a lot of boom and American breweries popping up all over, except the Midwest. There's only one in the Midwest. That's in Minneapolis. They talk about the one in Arkansas. And you're probably saying Arkansas. Guess what grows in Arkansas? Fermented rice? Is that what it is? Rice. It's rice. So the Arkansas is on a tip, man. Wisconsin, where you at? Here's a little, some statistics. Sake sales in the United States world is growing. It has more than doubled in volume from 2012 to 2022. I probably had a little bit to do with that over here in the Midwest. (laughs) No, I've been like, I've been, I've been champion. Yes, you have. About sake. So if you're out there in Milwaukee, restaurants, retailers, hit me up. You could hire me to create your sake menu. I'm available. You know where to find me. But anyway, uh, so it's a really good story in New York Times. We'll post a link over there if you're really curious to learn more about sake. So put down that bottle of wine and pick up some sake. That's it for This Bites. This Bites is produced and edited by Curie Salinas with support and generosity from our membership. Don't forget, feedback is important. So please rate and review. Don't forget, you can subscribe to This Bites over at our website, readingwalk.org, or wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Google, NPR, or wherever you like to listen. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the Lord cold. Have a great weekend, Anne. You too. <laughs>